become misfortune. <laughs> I'm watching you. Hey guys, welcome to episode 47 of Macabre Misfortunes. I'm Jerry. And I'm Tracy. So Tracy, we're going to talk about the murder mansion in Louisville, Kentucky. What? Yes. I have actually was going to do this a long time ago. When we first started doing the podcast, and I'm talking about the first year, there was a young lady, I remember she lived over in Elizabeth, Indiana. Mm-hmm. And she sent us a, me- a message then and asked if we were ever going to do a story on it. And You mean it's taken us six years to do it? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> well, I mean, it didn't necessarily fit in with what we what we do on the show, but now that actually fits in pretty well on here. Even though the place is supposed to be haunted, there wasn't enough haunting stories to really cover it. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, our buddy, author David Domine, his newest book is a, a really in-depth look at the main story that we're going to cover in Bob and the House. And it's actually one that's been picked up by uh, a major cable network that starts at an age and ends with an O. Ho? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's, that's like the worst kept secret in Louisville. But anyway, that's um, actually what it, what's going to be coming out and it's still going to be like a year and a half or something, but it's going to be based completely on this book. This book has gotten all kinds of acclaim and we're going to have, well, good. we're going to have David on next month to talk about it. Perfect. He's traveled on his, one of his many 5,000 trips a year to uh, Mexico. I, I so know it, he's tied up. So anyway, we're going to discuss the, the main case that's actually in the book that, that that's raised national attention to this house but we're also going to discuss some of the other history in the house because that's fascinating as well. All right. The house was originally built in the late 1800s in what is now Old Louisville. It was built by Richard Robinson and is pretty much known as the Robinson House. So in oh, Old that Louisville, that's what people call it, the Robinson House. Mm-hmm. It's a three-story red brick Victorian house with a basement. That basement will actually become a huge part of the house's history. All right, the house would be the family home of the Robinsons for a little over 20 years, up until Miss Robinson died of natural causes. In 1927, the house became the Bush Bandine Sanatorium. A weird name. Dr. Evelyn Bush met Dr. Bandine, and they decided to go ahead and take in patients with illnesses such as uh, tuberculosis and cancer for long-term care. But Dr. Bandine began neglecting patients, and he also started performing experiments that led to many of the patients' deaths. Oh, no. After the many fatalities, the sanatorium was then shut down in the early 1930s. The victims' families demanded that Dr. Bandine's medical license be revoked. The state planned on doing this, but there was one small problem. 
They found out that Dr. Bandine was never a licensed doctor to begin with. Okay, so did Dr. Bush not know all this, or did Dr. Bush know what was going on? I'm guessing that she didn't know. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, she wasn't really listed in any of the complaints that I saw. That's terrible. In 1961, Pauline Boren bought the property and she turned it into apartments. A few years later, though, a drug addict tenant of hers murdered Pauline for a small amount of money. Brother. So with all these things that's happened in the past, there's no doubt that some people in the area felt that the house was cursed. I mean, think about it. You had all those victims that died Mm -hmm. from the experiments and stuff that was going on by Dr. Banding. Then you had people just died of natural causes that because they were being held there for cancer and uh, tuberculosis and other life-ending illnesses. Yeah. And then you had, I don't know if Miss Robinson, she died of natural causes. I don't know if that happened inside the house or not, but I'm led to believe that it did. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, already up until the 1960s, you've had a murder and you've had several people die of natural causes, and you've had several people die of experimentation by a doctor. It's a lot to have happen in basically 50 years, 60 years. I'll tell you about the case to put this house on the national map right after this break from a sponsor. But the biggest story involving this house would take place in 2010. That's when Joseph Banus and Jeffrey Munt bought the house from Pauline Bourne's daughter. Okay. They started doing some renovations on the property, and they were going to turn it into a bed and breakfast. So far, so good. Now I'm going to skip forward a bit. We're going to go to June 17, 2010, 9.30 p.m. There was a 911 call made to the Louisville Metro Police Department from inside the mansion. During the time, the TV show First 48 was actually in town filming with the Louisville Metro PD. Not surprising. <laughs> The call was made by Jeffrey Munt. He called pleading for help, saying that Banus was threatening to kill him. Police and the first 48 cameras show up and they find Munt in a room, just as he said he was going to be, basically hiding out. They got an immediate surprise, though, because there was a turn of events. They arrested Banus, and the plan was just basically to give the couple... Some time to cool off. But when they arrest jo- Joseph Banus, he tells police that there's a dead body in the basement. They were not expecting that. He goes on to tell police that not only had he not threatened Munt, but Munt actually killed the man that was in the basement, and, and then he forced him to help bury him. Oh my gosh. Police go to the basement, and lo and behold, there's the body of a man in a 50-gallon Rubbermaid tote. The body had been covered with lye, and the lid was put on, and then the lid was uh, sealed shut with some of that foam sealant like we use for uh, insulation and stuff. Then it was buried in a shallow grave in the basement. I guess turnabout is fair play, because Munt then said, no... Banus actually killed the man, and he forced me to bury the body with him. Yeah, so, so they're basi- how would they determine? They're both blaming each, each other. other. Yeah. So the question is, immediately, who was the man 
and what exactly did happen to him. I'll start with what I know for sure. We know that Jeffrey Munt was a top official at Northwestern University in Evanston, Illinois, which is right outside of Chicago. He was leading its technology overhaul. But he also was a meth addict, and he had an appetite for violent sex. Oh, the guy? That guy they killed? Yeah, Jeffrey, well, one of the guys that was blaming the other. The guy that made the call to police. Uh-huh. Jeffrey Monk. In 2007, he moved to Louisville after suddenly just leaving Northwestern. Just like, bam. Okay, I'm in, I'm in charge of all this stuff, but I'm just leaving. Moving. Oh. He moved in with 38-year-old boyfriend, Thanos. Okay? Mm-hmm. This was at 1435 4th Street in Louisville. Thanos was also into drugs and rough sex. Now we'll bounce back a little bit six months before this 911 call. They invited James Carroll over to party with them. Now, Carol was a local drag queen, but also a drug dealer. So this was perfect for Banus and Munt. They brought him over. They could get their drugs and they could uh, party, so to speak. This is where things start to get a little bit cloudy. We know that drugs were done and we know that the three had some sexual interaction. Mm -hmm. Both parties admitted to this. What happened to result in Carol's death is sort of unclear. Carol had been stabbed and shot. His body was then mangled with a sledgehammer, busting his knees and other body parts to make him be able to fit into the tote. Oh, Lord have mercy. Oh, my gosh. Prosecutors charged Banus and Munt with murder, amongst a bunch of other charges. They both agreed that they were involved in a drug-fueled weekend and that they both slept with Carol. As the investigation went on, new information came out about the men. In the six months between the murder and the arrest, the men had created a little side business. Munt used his knowledge of technology to start counterfeiting money. They would get $1 bills, bleach them, and then reprint the cash in higher denominations, thus making dollar bills into $100 bills. In April 2010, they went to Chicago to test out their money, which didn't work out well for them because... They gave a bellhop a $100 bill at the hotel, and the hotel immediately called the police because it was evident that the money was fake. So they did not do a very good job. No, they did not. The two were arrested, and they were charged with counterfeiting and drug possession, but they posted bond and was quickly back in Louisville. Banus actually even made a claim that they were working with the CIA, but, you know, that apparently wasn't true. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Once a liar, always a liar. Right. Chicago authorities never actually got the chance to, to prosecute because the Louisville prosecutors started um, prosecuting Carol for Carol's murder, which actually took precedence. And, Over that, yeah, yeah obviously. Course. Lawyers for both re requested separate trials. And attorneys for Munt and Banus and the prosecutor were trying to reach a plea deal right off the bat. I don't know if they just felt like they didn't have enough to be able evidence to convict but they were trying to work on something. The defense for both men blamed each other. Both claimed that the other was the murderer and their only crime was being in love and helping bury the body. <laughs> well, I don't think it's going to stand up in court. Eventually, Munt was given a deal. Prosecutors agreed to drop the death penalty if he would testify against Banus. 
I said the rest of the shit was wrong. I wrote. Munt would eventually only be convicted of the lesser charges, and he spent eight years in jail. One of the things that really helped him out, though, was a video that surfaced. That video showed Banus holding Munt hostage and forcing him to read a script where he confessed to the murder. Ooh, snap. So what'd he get out of the deal? Banus was convicted of every count, and he was sentenced to 25 years to life in prison. Now, that's kind of the story out there. Like I said, the, the place is supposed to be haunted, and, and it's not surprising. Mm-hmm. And we'll have David, when he comes on, talk about the hauntings and stuff on there. So did they reduce the other guy's sentence? No. no? Okay. No. Well, the other guy only got out with eight years, but You're that's right, partly right. why, because that video came out. Now, I like to give you those strange facts about the case. Mm-hmm. I found this kind of odd, but I, I guess knowing the guy's history, probably not as odd as you would think. James Carroll had been, you know, obviously killed in a basement for six months at the time of this arrest. Nobody reported him missing. <gasps> Aww. And when family members were eventually asked about, I mean, did you not notice you hadn't seen him for months or weeks? They said, well, I mean, we just assumed he was in jail. I guess because he had that drug dealing past and all that. So the guy was missing in a basement for six months and... No, nobody even and that's that's sad that is really sad so to feel like nobody cares enough to you know even question about where you were but that's the story of the murder mansion and if um if you get a chance go pick up uh david domine's book i got Kristen a copy of it for christmas a yep. copy mm-hmm. but yeah Very it's nice. a it's a, fan- a it's a fantastic book it's actually called A Dark Room in Glitter Ball City. So if you get a chance, check it out. I think you guys are probably going to love it. And for those of you who are unaware, I want to give you a little insight into that name. A Dark Room in Glitter Ball City. Most people don't know that Louisville is the home of where almost all disco balls are made. Yeah, Louisville, Louisville's no the, Louisville is the home of disco balls, thus the term Glitter Ball City. Oh my gosh. I did not even know that. So I thought you got an extra little fact today. There you go. All right, guys. We love you. We'll talk to you later. Bye.